We are here with Doug Finn, who is a Reinventing Schools manager, a Marzano Research Associate, and an author. Welcome, Doug. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're Glad excited to, to talk with you. Yeah, so tell us a little bit about what you do. Um, plug your book at some point because it's an amazing book. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, thank you. Uh, I uh, work for Marzano Research and uh, been lucky enough to co-author a book with my wife, Michelle, and also with uh, Dr. Marzano and Jennifer Norford. And it's a handbook for personalized competency-based education, trying to outline a framework that people can use to be able to get through the steps of implementation. So getting out of just the theory of why we should do it to getting to how we should do it. So uh, it seems to have been well-received here at the conference. Great. And, uh, did two sessions, uh, one on scheduling and one on uh, just how you go about transitioning. And right. so, again, it was really positive, great questions and comments from the from everyone that was there. So I'm really excited about just kind of the end result. So what were some of the questions that people were asking? Well, it's, what's been interesting is is a lot of them have realized um, it's way more complicated than it, mm. than it sounds. <laughs> and, uh, you know, kind of talking about your do-dos and don't-dos, well, kind of getting into the don't-dos, it was the best quote I got from someone in a session was, I wish I had a reset button. Yeah. Because they just jumped straight into a report card. Oh, and they yeah. thought that was just the yeah. product. It was right. a piece of paper that had standards on it, but they didn't actually have to be proficient on the standards. And so we clarify the difference between that is saying that's really a standards referenced report card. Right. That you don't have to be proficient at the standards, you're just referencing them. But if you are have to be proficient, if you do have to be proficient at them to move on to the next set of learning, then it's truly standards based. Yeah. And people really were like, uh-oh that isn't what we do and then they said wait a minute we haven't really clarified all of the standards that we teach and then they're like oh my gosh we need to kind of rethink from step one and it wasn't like throw the baby out with the bathwater. it was just we need to rethink some stuff that was going on so that was like a big aha for me and that was really my point to say there's way more parts to it to it just in the idea of scheduling people like well where do you put kids well what data do you have to figure out where to put a kid so most of the session was actually right. about collecting data. collecting data because we say, you know, a C or, yeah, teacher judgment. Well, teacher judgment on a fifth grade standard that the kid actually may be on a third grade standard in that continuum. But the teacher doesn't really know that. They just know they're not on the fifth one. Right. So, yeah. so, so, then, you, so then you're zeroing in on where do they actually need the learning and we don't have that data so i would like to say you don't know what the students don't know right yeah that's so true that we know they don't know something right we know they don't know sixth grade but we don't know how far down they need help with and the data is not just fifth grade math it's numeration and algebraic expressions and geometry and volume each one of those could be at different grade levels right. because I could have a skill set in geometry but not very well in algebraic expressions right because right. I'm better yeah. in certain parts of math exactly. but we don't get to that level of detail to really figure things out and so I really emphasize just data yeah. and so uh, it was it was great I thought it people really were like all right I get the report card part, but you're right, or the scheduling part, I just, we don't know where to put kids. Right. So, so one of the things that, that we've, we've heard a lot at, uh, at this symposium for the last few days is about having, having a vision. And a lot of schools and districts are, are starting to have those visions, but are really not sure what to do. So you mentioned before that, that they know that that kid doesn't, doesn't know anything at sixth grade, but doesn't know what else. 
and is is that part of the the aha that they have for okay so now what do we do we know we want to get to this mm -hmm. end uh, what, whatever their vision might be but they're finding all these different barriers in place mm -hmm. so do you think that's one of like the big ahas that they do or is is the book designed to help people have those thoughts before it's necessary I guess I think it's kind of twofold you've got the people that have kind of jumped ahead and then they're reflecting back and having those ahas. And so we, 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 we break the book down into seven really components, design questions. And the first one really is content. But it's not just academic content, it's cognitive, metacognitive, you know, the life skills, the, the, all of those things that we need to do right. into this. But that's why it's number one. It has to be established. And report cards is like five. You know, right. like it's down right. the line. Yeah. Everyone jumps to that. So if someone were to jump ahead, they could use it to kind of reflect back upon to say, hey, we do need to rethink a couple of those steps we may have skipped over quickly. That's on there. Now, yeah. people moving forward are saying, hey, listen, we really emphasize that vision, saying, okay, what is your vision? And I would say, it's glasses. You're putting those glasses on, and everything you look at is through that vision. And if you have something to say in your vision for all learners, that's a powerful word all mm -hmm. not 85 percent not 82 not you know hey we're 52 percent of math passing for the state and proud of it that's not the goal so the word all and then if it's personalized learning well if i need to personalize learning sixth grade math geometry is not for me i need fourth grade math geometry that's what i need to get so stop masking it with what you think i need to learn because mm -hmm. it's it's not about what a teacher teaches it's about what students need to learn and that is a cultural shift that is really hard for teachers because most teachers come to the beginning of the school year and say, I'm prepped, I'm planned for the whole year, I got right. my units, I got my lessons, yep. everything set. And I look at them and go, how would you possibly be able to do that without looking at your student roster? You would look at your student roster, then you would analyze what they need to learn, and then that would dictate what you actually have to teach. Now, if I'm a fourth grade math teacher, I'm gonna be in the realm of fourth grade math. Right. I'm not gonna make the fourth grade math teacher teach eighth grade math. Sure. So that's where teachers get feared, like, but what if my kids need? And I'm like, maybe right. you won't be the math teacher for that. Mm. So we still have our skill sets, you got the resources within the rooms. And so, based on their data, what would be the best location for them for their learning? And the resources can be a physical textbook, a website, an actual teacher. And that's what we wanted to kind of emphasize is that that data is really crucial. So reflecting on it, you can go back and you know make sure it's it's clearer data than you once thought you had. Um, and then if you're starting right at the beginning, we really kind of emphasize that hey, content is a really crucial component, but you can simultaneously be building those things with student agency. Right. And there. Right. So I'm thinking that when when teachers come up against those those questions. Uh, you just said, you know, I may not be teaching fourth grade math all the time. I may have to dip down or move ahead a little bit. But uh, one of the things that, that we hear a lot is, well, my, my school doesn't know how to do that. We, we just don't do that. So it's not just a, a classroom level, but it's also a, a building level. You have to have the supports in order to make that move. As you said, it might be another teacher they move to uh, or a, a physical text or a, or a website or something. But when you said at the beginning, there's a lot of moving pieces for this, mm -hmm. it, that sounds like to the, let's say just the average educator these days, that seems like, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I get it. And then you actually start doing it. And it's like, holy God, yeah. there right. are way more things Correct. than you would possibly think of. Right. And that's what this 
com- this is right. for. This conference yeah. is to get people to get there and realize, wow, I had the textbook answer, but now I've actually talked about the nitty gritty yes. on what's happening yeah. with this. And yep. so, and so, like at the beginning, you say, okay, age-based classes. You've got a sixth-grade class, sixth graders. They're all based in age. Okay, math teacher, you need to differentiate all the instruction, the personal interest for all those different students that's there. It's like, wait a minute, you're really asking me to push myself pretty thin. Mm-hmm. And right. so, I'm going to do a lot of things poorly because you're making me go through through potentially a range of possibly end of third grade all the way up to ninth grade, right. depending on yeah. what my students are actually having. So I have to cover all of that information in the same class period. So if that keeps happening, so generally age-based yep. classes, yes, yeah, everyone starts differentiating, and then all of a sudden, if every teacher's starting to do that, they all go into the teacher's room and go, hey, this is a little crazy. Like, right. I don't know if I can sustain this. Right. This isn't healthy. Yeah. And then they're like, you know what? How about we rethink scheduling? And then we can sit there and say, wait, you're teaching math, sixth grade math at the same time I'm teaching sixth grade math? Right. How about we, we, we pre-assess or we already have that data. You give me some kids, I give you some kids. Now I've got four groups instead of eight groups, and you've got four groups instead of eight groups. Makes it more sane for me, and it's a better focused instructional time for the kids. That's the tipping point where you start saying, okay, and then more teachers start doing it, and more and more. Yeah. Then you've got, boom, we're going to make the whole shift to the schedule that's there. So, okay, so I want to go here a little bit. So one... <laughs> One thing that I see as a particular issue, or a sticking point, I want to say, it's not an issue, it's a sticking point, but it's a place that I have seen teachers get stuck along this personalization journey, is there. Mm -hmm. The idea of sharing, of sharing, period. I was going to say, because it's sharing learners, and it's it's sharing the content. It's a trust thing. Yeah, so how how have you worked with communities of adults to get closer to being comfortable with that? Well, it, 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 I've seen more success, and I've been lucky enough to see a lot of schools. Yeah. I've seen more success when it comes to, hey, co-teacher, we need to do this for our own sanity. Right. Byproduct is better teaching for the kids, right. but yeah. we're internally motivated. It's kind right. of, you know, what, what, am I in, what do I get out of this sure. kind of thing? And it's, we need it. Right. Not some administrator came by and said, share your kids. Right. No, 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 they're my kids. I don't trust that other teacher to score things if, if my name is connected to that kid. Yeah. Well, the idea that my name is connected to that group of students, well, that's breaking the mold. Like, they're not your kids. They're our kids. Right. And so right, that right. shift to say, they're our kids, not my kids. And so if they don't have a trust level like this, then it's not going to work. And so that, I've seen it more success where it's that part of it becomes more grassroots from the teachers mm-hmm. to be able to have more effect. And then they yep. go, oh, my gosh, it's working. And people are like, right. oh, your, your job got easier? How can I get that easier? <laughs> and then it kind of catches yeah, on yeah. kind of going into that yeah. way. So that's yeah. where I've seen it. It can be very, like, forced, you know, like, right. yep, this is what we're going to do. And here's the protocols to be able to do it. Right. To, so I'm giving you security in the process instead of just you guys figure, figure it, it out. out. And if you don't have very good interpersonal skills, it's going to explode. Yeah. And then I'm like, no, you figure it out. It's like, no, if we don't have the skills, we need a protocol to be able right. to be able to function in that. Right. That's funny. Okay. You just described how I turned from one of those, uh, there are just my kids, into they're our kids is... Uh, one of my colleagues was trying to be, was trying to do some different things, and he said, my job is easier. And I'm like, well, I'm just as good as you, teacher. So I'm going to go see what happens. Yeah. And I saw it, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is working for him, so I'm going to try it. And then my life got easier, and, and that was it. The, you, you described exactly how I turned from one of those, uh, I'm just scared to do it because this is not school if it's something different. Mm-hmm. To something that oh, it, this is helping the learners, and it's making my life easier. Yeah, 
Yeah. I, I call that a win-win. Right. And, so and why I've been, not? And I've been very lucky. Like when I first started teaching back in 2004, I jumped into a system that was already set. Like, right. I mean, we were in the second year of implementation, but it, the expectation was every content area, all kids, like you're doing it. Right. But you just lived it. You just lived it. Yeah. And so I was lucky enough to actually been in it. And so since my experiences since then and other teaching experiences is that getting to it is really hard, yeah. but being in it is so much easier. Right. It yes. just is because you've got less range of kids. You've got focused more content. I mean, it, it, the kids are more engaged. You're not dragging them through the process. They're walking it with you. Mm-hmm. And it just, it's so much easier, but it's kind of disheartening for some teachers to be like, well, that's nice to know, but... I'm transitioning in it right now. Like I'm in yeah. the doldrums of, of sure. being able to get through this. But I just want to say there's there's a light at the end of the tunnel. Right. It does get easier. Yeah. And the issue we've got is is that when we are transitioning, we've got kids that have been affected by the traditional system with large gaps in their knowledge. So we have to shrink those gaps and teach new instruction to them. But let's shoot ourselves ten years ahead. Mm. Well, the system doesn't allow gaps to form. Exactly. So then those right. kids That's are actually thing. better right. prepared. Like and theoretically, those kids yeah. are going to get into a class and you're going to say, hey, listen, you're actually ready for the thing I'm going to teach you. Right. No teacher has ever had right. a class you're right. that's, that's like, never I'm happened. actually yeah. ready. They go, they go. I have to spend this many days reviewing this before this unit. And I have to spend this many days reviewing this because my kids never know fractions. And yeah. I always have to go through this. And so it's like, just imagine. Then your instruction would actually accelerate in pace because you're not spending all that time and so people you know have a hard time saying well I'm gonna spend some time building that culture and the agency and all of that stuff at the beginning I can't I don't have enough time to do that but you gain it later but it's and it's a trust thing you know especially coming from from me as a professional development person you know I fly away you know I I leave the school and go back right and so I have to build that trust level with them to say I come at this as a teacher not as a corporation you know know, company and so that's where I think you really have to start getting the trust of the teachers into that and the more successful I think happens so our time is short and um, we need to wrap up with our question that we ask every guest on our podcast what is your biggest do-do for personalized learning Yes, if I've been thinking about this question a lot. Um, <laughs> if you were to have interviewed me before the conference, I would have probably emphasized the need for teachers learning standards. Uh-huh. But after the conversations I've had over the past couple of days, my reflection is, is that are you training, providing opportunities for students to function in the system that we want them to function in? Meaning that, nice. so I come in as a teacher, I got my yeah. groups, I'm going to put you in your groups, you're going to work in your groups, and then all of a sudden at the end of the class, you're like, nothing happened. Right. No <laughs> learning occurred because those kids were goofing off mm-hmm. and poking each other for uh, 30 minutes in the small groups. They can't work in small groups. They can't work individually. They can't work peer-to-peer. But that's the whole basis of my, of my setup. Yeah. So stop doing that setup, teach to the middle, and then teach them the skills to work in small groups, peer-to-peer, and, and one and, and individually. Then once you start seeing that occurring, and this could take a semester. Right, it depends. Yeah, it depends on your depends. group. And then as soon as they start having the success, then I can say, now here's content to do in those small groups. So that has been my biggest aha. It, it was something in my mind, and I, I know it's important, but it really has come because people jump in and they get excited, and they want to do the structures, and they want to get it going, and they right. want their report cards, and they want to do groups. Just because you have a group doesn't mean you're doing it. Right. And so have you trained the students to do this? 
And so like we go through PD to learn this, how much PD do your students go through to learn this? Nice. So that's that's my biggest kind of aha over the past couple of days. Fantastic. That is fantastic. That's a good one. Thank so you very many much, good Doug. ones. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Thank you very much. All right. Well, yeah. thank you. Appreciate it.